Texas state leaders have long maintained that COVID-19 is nothing to worry about. As various variants were raging, they told us we could get back to work and our normal lives mask-free, no problem. Now, it's finally beginning to look as though that could be true. COVID rates are falling fast. After what seemed like eons at threat level red, Harris County is down to orange and danged close to yellow. This week, Houston ISD announced that kids are no longer required to wear masks in school. But for lots of us Houstonians who've been cautious all this time, getting back to normal feels weird. Today, CityCast Houston producers Dina Kespa and Farrell Gibbs and I are talking about the strangeness of it all. It's Thursday, March 3rd, 2022. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. Hey, Dina. Hey, Farrell. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Lisa. So, how are y'all feeling about COVID? I feel like it's not over. But it seems like everyone <laughs> thinks it's been over. <laughs> I, I mean, the last time I went to the grocery store and I saw no masks, I freaked out. And that was like back in September. And so I yeah. try to avoid going when there's a lot of people. But I mean, now the, the mask mandate's being lifted. People seem to just kind of want to go back to life before the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, the mask recommendations aren't gone everywhere. But mm-hmm. people are lifting them. Joe Biden is saying we can relax. HISD has said we can relax. Mm-hmm. But you're still nervous. You had Omicron after yeah. Thanksgiving. So. <laughs> I mean, my family has not gathered <laughs> since the super spreader of our Thanksgiving. <laughs> because we were just like, yeah, you know what? We've got it. We're good. I think we're just going to wait. <laughs> but I mean, wait for what? I don't think it's ever going to be over. Yeah. So last night, uh, I guess our listeners don't know this. CityCast has been virtual since we started. So Dina Mm -hmm. and Farrell and I are all working out of our houses. Mm -hmm. And I saw Farrell for the second time in my life last night (laughs) when we went out to dinner working on a different story. And it was weird. It was like unnerving to see this human being that I work with in the flesh. <laughs> and it's not it's not the feral's weird. It's, it's just the pro- – well, oh, Feral, laughing, are you going to take that? <laughs> That's shots fired, man. Well, I'll get her later. I'll get her later. <laughs> but, you know, it felt really good to be out in the world. We went to a restaurant because we're working on a story about that. I put on shoes that are not sneakers for the first time in months. It it felt kind of great being back out in a city. Hmm. But you look disapproving, Dina. <laughs> I, I disapprove a lot, but I'm curious what Farrell's <laughs> thoughts are since he was there. <laughs> it felt normal. You know, I had never been to this particular restaurant. It's kind of in a nice place, wouldn't you say, Lisa? And Oh, yeah, it's downtown. It's next to Discovery Green. We were at Zochi, uh, the mm. Hugo Ortega restaurant. So it's like, you know, a great like, place to do people watching. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of grossed out by human beings now. I'm a little <laughs> nervous around them. You know, they're germy. Yeah. But, but it was loud. Yeah. 
it was so I took my recorder to get us some footage from the dinner. And I think all two hours of it is completely gone because it was so loud. It felt like old times. You know, everybody wow. seemed happy. Everybody was talking, you know, at the top of their volume and uh, just seemed it seemed different. Until the next variant strikes and we all freak out again. <laughs> you know, it's this is probably probably been communicated by somebody far better than me, but there's a difficulty in how to traverse the whole thing. So like last night when I showed up to meet Lisa, I was kind of nervous about that anyway. I'd only seen, <laughs> only time I'd ever seen her was four years ago when she was yeah, looking to hire me I'm, at the Chronicle, right? And I'm bad enough on Zoom, you know, so God knows. I mean... And so I walk in and I've got my mask and I don't know what the policy is. And I walk in. Now, this restaurant's connected to a huge lobby and I go in and nobody's wearing a mask. But I'm like, I'm not going to walk up to Lisa without a mask because I know that she's sensitive about that sort of thing. And the whole thing is that you put the mask on and you're walking through the restaurant and not anybody that's up going to the but No one's wearing a mask. And uh, you, you think, am I offending some or am I not? And do, what do they think of me? Do they feel like I'm some sort of enemy or um, traitor? You have all those thoughts, you know. I, Whoa. And, but I was like, I'm going to wear this because I'm going to meet, you know, my friends. Right. And right. they can think what they want. And that's just an added pressure as you're walking around out in society that you feel. Right. One more layer. How do I match up with people? I have been very conscientious about mask wearing, but last night I messed up because, <laughs> because, oh my Yeah, God. I went into, I um, went all that trouble to come meet you in a mask <laughs> and you weren't even wearing a mask. And you saw my naked face. And so, yeah. I got to hear the story. Anyway, I knew I was going to take it off inside the restaurant, but I was planning to wear it at least until we were seated at our table. But- I haven't valet parked in a million years, and I couldn't oh, find a space no. downtown. And so I remembered, okay, this is how you do it, because I'm out of practice being out in the world. And the valet parker drove away with my mask. Oh, no. Now you have to throw that mask away. His breath could have gotten all over it. He's breathing in your car. He was breathing in my car, but I think it's all right. Anyway, but yeah, so... I actually, you know, paused for a minute and decided, okay, I will accept this risk because otherwise. Oh, my God. <laughs> you did it? I know, Dina. If I get Omicron, you're going to have no pity. I know. <laughs> you will think. I, I mean, this, I'll still but... feel sorry for you because it sucks. But then I'm going to be like, well, <laughs> how'd you get there? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I mean, and actually, maybe that's where we are. Maybe COVID is endemic now, and we've just learned to roll with the waves. Right now, the numbers are dropping. I'm still not going to do, you know, anything crazy like sit next to a lot of people. Like, I wouldn't go to an indoor concert right now. I don't know. I mean, when you're talking about concerts, I mean, the rodeo is happening right now. And, I mean, it's bigger, better than ever, and I don't think they're scaling back. I don't think a lot of people are reconsidering going to the rodeo. Right. And there's the big thing is the concerts. Right. I mean, okay, it's an energy which has, you know, a high ceiling. There's a lot of air and I assume decent ventilation. 
but yeah, I I look at that and I get nervous. So yeah, especially like with people sitting next to you in a concert. Like, are they going to be six feet apart? I think not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone will be. And and like with the whole thing with HISD lifting the mask mandate. There are parents that are still concerned that are like, what are we, are we ready for this? Like, is this actually a good idea? Yeah. If I had like a kid who's especially vulnerable, you know, a kid who has an autoimmune disease or, you know, who I just think could easily end up in the hospital for one reason or another, I would be very nervous Hmm. because it would be easy to pick up. Yeah. Yeah. But. On the other hand, I also see that kids, most kids are really suffering having to wear masks and not see each other's faces. Little kids need to see faces. Mm. They need to learn what expressions mean. Yeah. So I don't know. And they need to be around each other. You know, I think the homeschooling is really hard. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's one of the things that that scares me is that you know, before we knew Omicron was Omicron and it was a thing, we were all getting back to like a pre-pandemic life, right? We were gathering for Thanksgiving, we were going out to restaurants, and then bam, all of a sudden we hear about Omicron, it's highly contagious. I mean, super spreader right here, we all got it. (laughs) So is this just like the calm before the next storm, before the next wave? It may be. I mean, I do have to say that, you know, we had heard of Omicron, Dina. We knew that it was out there. Far away, though. Not like in our backyards. Far away. (laughs) You didn't think it was at your Thanksgiving. But, you know, so like I think we're just going to be monitoring for COVID season now, the way that we monitor for flu and we have to get our vaccine updates every year. At least that's what I'm thinking. And... It looks like rates are falling really fast in Houston. Hmm. So I'm hopeful. Yeah, and that's awesome. And it really felt festive out there, (laughs) you know, and there's a lot going on in the world. There's really no reason to feel too festive. But it it was last (laughs) night, you know. It's the last time you've been in a, a restaurant so loud you could barely hear, you know. And did you think you were going to miss that? I didn't think I would miss a loud restaurant. Oh, no. I don't like loud restaurants. Oh, my God. It was kind of fun. Wow. So I think Houston is kind of late coming to this relaxing of the norms, you know, compared definitely to the rest of Texas. (laughs) When I was driving to places like Dallas or, Mm. you know, God help me, Lubbock, (laughs) stopping at a Buckeys felt like taking my life in my own hands a year ago. Oh, yeah. I yeah. definitely would not go to a Bucky's during a pandemic. <laughs> as much as you love Bucky's. As much as I love it. Yeah. <laughs> that is not the place to be. Farrell, did you go anywhere outside of Houston? You've been to places outside of Houston well, during the pandemic. I have. As you mentioned, I, I am a homebody. I do all my working here. So I'm in a cave most of the time. But I did get out <laughs> and I went to the I went to a Texas A and M football game. I I went to see them play Auburn and I think it was the second most attended football game in their history, something like that. Over a hundred thousand wow. people. And that's saying something for Aggies. Yeah. And yeah. that was that was in October. So I think it was still kind of going on. I think I saw one mask the entire day. That was all outside. It was outside, yeah, but I mean, you know. You're like elbow to elbow with people? 
very much elbow yeah. to elbow. Oh my god, no! <laughs> That's all I'm screaming in my head, like no. <laughs> well, I mean, look, as much as all the relaxing is happening on mask mandates for me personally there won't be any relaxing here <laughs> i will be wearing my mask i will be sanitizing my hands i will be wiping my shopping cart <laughs> i'm not gonna go as far as wiping my groceries anymore i think i'm past that but only now dina you don't need to wipe your groceries <laughs> I know. yeah but you have a reason i mean how could we blame you 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 were you were bad sick how long was yeah. that like two or three weeks I, I think I was sick for like a month. What is everyone's overall feeling about this? I mean, I just shared mine. I'm curious what y'all are feeling. I'm feeling better after hmm. so long of taking so many precautions. You know, it's I still am a little cautious. I'm definitely going to keep my mask for stuff like, you know, Trader Joe's. Hmm. But, you know, it was great going to restaurants again. I may have to learn to wear lipstick again. <laughs> yeah. Farrell, what about you? How are you feeling? Well, this is the most important thing with me and COVID. My wife is trying to do a very difficult thing. She's going to vet school. And during the height of Omicron, they were testing constantly. And so if she got sick, she would get not, you, you had to go home for 10 days. And it was almost an insurmountable amount of class to miss like labs. So my biggest concern during all of this and the reason why I would wear masks and do all of that most pressingly was to not get her sick. Cause I didn't want to get her knocked out, but you know, you can tell the, lo the loosening of all of the rules and the mandates that seems to be getting better. And so I'm not so concerned that she's going to have something that knocks her out of school for a semester. You know what I mean? So I guess seeing some of the, some of that become more navigable, is um, hopeful to me because you, you never know when a test, you know, if you get tested once a week and if it comes up positive, what kind of a storm that's going to create in your life. Mm. That is so true. It's good out there, Dina. When you're brave I'm enough, sure you're going to like it. <laughs> I believe you so long as I'm sitting outside. <laughs> All right. We'll sit outside. I'll meet yeah. you outside. I'm Sounds still good. usually doing that. Sounds All right. like a plan. I'm coming too. <laughs> Don't forget about me. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dina and I are definitely sneaking out. All right. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. Thanks. Thank y'all. All right. Farrell, what else is going on around Houston? Well, we have covered at least one story over the past week about certain companies rethinking their ties with Russia. We, of course, reported how Governor Abbott requested that the Texas Restaurant Association and the Texas Package Stores Association remove Russian vodka from their stores. But now some oil companies with Houston-based ties are joining into the fray as well. BP, which is headquartered here in Houston, has plans to sell its almost 20% stake in the Russian oil company Rosneft. And that's a stake it's held for almost a decade. And then their competitor, Shell, also based in Houston, announced it would part with Russian state-owned Gazprom, company there. And so with those moves, there was speculation this week over whether ExxonMobil, which as you know is slated to move its headquarters from Irving to Houston next year, just yesterday they came forward with an announcement that they were in lockstep with their competitors. They would also be pulling out of Russia, which means they will walk away from an operation estimated at about $4 billion there. 
Also, Exxon's departure means that a multi-billion dollar liquefied natural gas facility in Russia that they had been working on will now be in doubt. It's Lisa again. I have one last thing before we go. We are looking for a part-time writer to help me with the CityCast Houston newsletter. We want somebody who is fast and funny, who won't misspell bisonette, and who doesn't tremble at the thought of purging inactive addresses from a mailing list. If that might be you, or if you know someone, check it out at citycast.fm jobs. It'll pay 25 to 30 bucks an hour. It has benefits. And on a good day, it is pretty dang fun. We'll have that link in our show notes. Talk with you tomorrow. Bye. Trade tours or traders? <laughs>